Business Tech Weekly podcast episode number 16. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Andy Traub. We're here each and every week trying to give a little bit of entertainment, a lot of (laughs) education, a little dose of encouragement, and hopefully some inspiration to small to medium-sized business owners as we share technology, how to become more profitable in your business. I, th- I think that covers up like who we are and what we do, right? It is. I think I, so. I like. I think you said a little entertainment. A so. little entertainment, not a too little. much there, folks. So, so anyway, we are here and uh, just want to share with you guys up front at the front of the show what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Uh, we're going to share a little bit of our business goals. So uh, we're we're at the beginning of a brand new year. We're going to share some business goals that Andy has set for his business that I have set for my business. And we're also going to give you a little bit of technology in this episode since we are Business Tech Weekly. And, oh, yeah. and so we're going to talk about surveys and how you can use surveys. And uh, I know that Andy uses them in a very effective way that uh, is something that I personally want to start uh, Im- implementing as well in my business. But uh, to get things started, I just wanted to say, Andy, how was your Christmas celebration with your family? Well... It, we actually had uh, a Christmas celebration two days ago with my mom's dad and, and his family because literally that's how long it's taken us to get to Christmas. He lives in town here, uh, and that goes back to Christmas Day here where I live. Uh, the police department, the city advised no travel whatsoever because we got over a foot and a half of snow. So Christmas was great, but I praise God for my snowblower and that I have a warm house because uh, – It has just been, I mean, it's going to be negative eight tonight, negative 16 on Friday. I mean, it's unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah. But, but I, I, it just makes me very grateful that, that, uh, I could celebrate Christmas at home and that when I have to work, I go to my basement. So it's been, uh, it's really been a blessing. It's been a lot of things to be thankful for in the midst of some crazy weather, but, um, yeah. And it's fun too, that it's Christmas doesn't, it's not about me as much anymore it's about my kids and just about having a great family so it was really good very cool and i'll tell you you? for me it was it was amazing i have recently been working a lot um actually Mm -hmm. too much uh and and we're going to talk about that when i get into some goals but uh i've been working too much as of the last month and i just took four days off and and i actually slept in on a couple of those days so it was very nice and enjoyable, relaxing time. And I came back and I think you and I were talking before we hit record today. And just like you, the most amazing thing about pursuing your passion and doing what you love for a living, I couldn't wait to get back to work. I was looking forward to it. Yeah. And and I hope people believe us when we say this stuff and that we're not, we're not, we're not uh, fake in any way. I mean, I sincerely, I mean, some people want to work because they're driven and identified by their work. Um, you know, that's not why I want to work. I don't think that's why you want to work either. I mean, you, you don't want to work so you can be, you know, better known as the podcast answer, man. You want to work because you love what you do. And right. I want to work because, you know, I help, 
I help businesses succeed and I, I want to help more businesses succeed. And I just love, I just love what I do. So yeah, it was strange. Um, you know, I, Christmas kind of snuck up on me for that reason. Cause I love my work and I also kind of said, okay, let's, let's get back to what we do. Cause you know, I don't have to look towards a Christmas break to, to enjoy life, you know? Right. So I'm not escaping work by Christmas break, but it is good to rest. And it's a good time to stop and, and reflect on the season and, and just spend time with family. So, yes, it was good. It was good, but uh, I'm ready, ready to get after it. And I miss Business Tech Weekly. And, um, you know, I'm ready to, ready to give out some free wisdom. <laughs> awesome. Well, we are ready to do that right now. And I, I would suggest that we get started, just jump right into uh, the fact that it's it's a good time of the year to look back and just evaluate what all we all the decisions we've made in the past year and to kind of evaluate, you know, what would we have liked to have done differently if, if we mm. had the opportunity and, and use that information to really help us prepare for what we're going to do in the year ahead. And yeah. one of the things I like to do is each year I want to I, I want to set specific goals for myself, not just like just this, you know, broad picture of, oh, I hope this happens, but actually set obtainable goals that you pursue and you you desire to accomplish and check off the list by the end mm-hmm. of the year and yeah, measurable, measurable goals. Um, you know, I, I like the gosh, I don't remember the phrase for it, but it was something where it's like big hairy audacious goals you know i mean you know you, you don't you also don't want them to be uh you know within reach you, you want them to be kind of out there big time so even if you fail to reach them <laughs> you know you're still pretty happy with with how far you've gotten so i'm with you brother exactly exactly so andy i'm going to ask you to go ahead and uh, start off with uh your goals and and let me know how you came about these goals and 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 uh if you have any ideas of how these goals might be accomplished yeah, and and I will answer that, but something just popped in my head, and I and I think it's uh, I think it popped in for a reason, which is I know that uh, when I started my business in two thousand nine, which is still two thousand nine for one more day, but one of my goals was to start a podcast, and that's the other thing is that I would have never, I didn't ever think that starting a podcast uh, or getting into a podcast. Uh, would happen because I was going to do a show with someone else. And so as you think about your own goals and as you hear mine, um, you know, don't forget that how it happens may be really unique. Uh, and I wanted that to happen. I didn't care how. Um, but I, I'm excited to see not only these goals become true uh, or fulfilled, but also to see how, uh, how they come to fruition. So one of my first goals is to create a passive income of $3,000 a month. And by passive, um, that to me and my definition simply means that I'm not trading dollars for hours. So, uh, you know, that's a minimum of 3000 So that could be something like I sold $3,000 worth of product to where I really, I didn't have to do anything other than maybe move the money from one account to another or something to that effect. But passive income being uh, I didn't trade any of my time for it. So, that could mean a lot of things, but that, that's what I mean by that. Um, the second is I would love to, to have uh, fewer clients with, um, with more, of a, more of a return for each one. Um, so I have that I want to book 15, a minimum of 15 clients uh, at a $5,000 level or higher. 
And, and I've had a few of those already, and it's been wonderful. And it's been wonderful because I really get to dig in and build a really great relationship with them and really help their business more than an hourly client, frankly, because you just don't get the long-term you don't get to go as deep. And, and I still love my hourly clients, but I want to book fifteen, five thousand $5,000 or more clients. And, and I think I'm on my way to doing that as I look at 2010. And the last one is I do want to host three more online courses. I know that you just announced that you're going to um, start doing some online webinars and, and you actually were a part of a, a course that I taught. And um, you know I, I just think it's important to, to use that medium to, to reach out and to, to communicate with people. And uh, and I'm I'm confident that yours is going to be crazy successful, and uh, I want to duplicate the success because if there's one thing I've done in my business so far that's been the best dollars for time in, in invested, it's been that class because you can just multiply your influence so much by doing webinars. Absolutely, absolutely. Webinars are a great thing, and especially if you do it in such a way that you record those webinars and sell those as digital products down yeah. the road. Um, yeah, I'll have mine ready in probably the next three days. I'll have mine up for sale for the for the course that we did. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's see here. My goals this year, I have some you know big, hairy, audacious goals. One of awesome. the, one of the things that I did when I started out this business, I sat down and said, you know, if I were to pay all the expenses for this business, such as you know health insurance. Um, all right. the hosting costs, everything. I, I went down and looked at all the expenses and I was to actually contribute money to um, my uh, emergency fund that Dave Ramsey talks about. If I were to contribute money towards my pension and if I were to contribute money towards putting away money for college and mm-hmm. also pay myself an income where I wasn't just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I need a haircut and the money's just not there. <laughs> you know, that kind of budget if I were yeah. if I were to if I were to generate um, income for the business, how much money would the business have to bring in in mm-hmm. gross income? This is this is gross income. How much how much would the business need to generate to make that kind of lifestyle happen? And I'll be right. honest with you, when I actually did this and sat down and started thinking, it's like maybe this wasn't the best idea for me to t- launch my own business because I found <laughs> out that that number, Andy, was yeah. ten thousand dollars a month yeah ten thousand dollars a month (laughs) is what it would take for me to do what i believe is the bare minimum to responsibly be the husband and father providing for a family of five yeah makes you understand why people are employees sometimes because it's hard to generate that much income unless you're doing something you really love so exactly uh, i'm confident you can do it cliff but you're right it's it's a big deal because, you know, how many thousands of dollars is, of that is health insurance? You know, I mean, it's just, and I'm not trying to get into the de- debate. I'm just saying it, it's, it's amazing how much income you really have to get if you're self-employed like that um, to do all the things that people might take for granted in, in a traditional employee situation. Right. But man is, it wor- man, is it worth it, you know? Yeah. And so when I started out and I'm like, okay, 10000 I'm like, whew. Okay, let's take a look at this. How much would it cost me to just survive? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, let's you know, back that up a bit. Yeah. M- maybe I could go t- every three months with a haircut. You know that that yeah. kind of deal. You know, maybe maybe we just won't ever eat out this year. I mean, yeah. maybe you know, just cutting way back 
yeah. how much is the minimum that our family could survive on and still make sure that we're we're paying all the bills that are absolutely required for us to pay not not even contributing you know all the money to this health savings account but just barely paying all the bills how much do we need to earn and i figured right. that number for the business was five thousand seven hundred dollars Mm-hmm. And I will be honest with you, during the first year, uh, this business total generated $12,000 income. So, wow. no, it did not pay the $5,700 uh, a month. But but it, it did – it. Well, I'm sorry. That's that's incorrect. It generated um, uh, $12,000 for as far as income to me. So the business paid all of its expenses, and it did pay for the health insurance and all that other stuff. But it just barely paid the mortgage, and I mean, going to the grocery store was not always fun. Um, yeah, yeah. But but the second year, this past year in two thousand nine, it has been an amazing journey, and over the course of the last ninety days, some really amazing things have happened uh, with with some different networks that I'm involved in now. And just seeing the potential of where I'm going and then seeing the kind of clients that I'm working with. You know, that whole idea of working with less clients, but who are mm-hmm. you know, willing to pay for your, they really see the value and are willing to pay higher amounts of dollars for your time, mm-hmm. energy, and attention to be focused on their projects. Right. And, and still being able to take care of other clients who aren't able to give that high dollar. Yes. But by creating products for them, situations where... You know, someone wants to come and learn the basics. You can do that without taking, you know, not trading dollars for hours. Again, that's what we're talking about. Right. So, so it's I, not about hey, I only want to work with the upper echelon. It's that yes. I want to help everyone I can. But you know, you need to create systems to do that. And I think 2010 is a year where you and I are both going to do that in a big way. Right. So, so here are my goals for 2010. Number one, I want this is the year that I want to earn $10,000 per month minimum as far as generated income from the business. That's not how much I take home pay, folks. So for those of you who are wondering, but $10,000 a month income minimum every month in 2010. That is a goal. Great. So, and, and I believe with, in looking at December, if I can duplicate what I've done in December and delegate more, uh, it, it, it should be a no-brainer. Uh, the next goal I have is I want to, I want to be, I want to get on a speaking circuit. I actually want to start having people bring me in and doing keynote speeches for certain events. I want to go and talk to them about the power of personal branding and social networking and how you can build a business doing what you love for a living. Just getting out there and, and doing some inspirational, encouraging and educational and even entertaining, uh, talks because that's who yeah. I am. That's what drives me. That's what I love to do. And so I want to find a speaking bureau that will schedule me. I, I want to speak probably at least, I'd like to go away at least, you know, 15 times uh, this year and and be paid to come out for, you know, a, a day or two and speak right. at an event. And right. I hear those pay about 3000 bucks, you know, and it's like, I would love to do something like that. Yeah. When when is the when's that the new Apple thing? Because you're booked for that, aren't you? The new Apple event coming up. Yeah, I think so. The, the big <laughs> keynote. But anyway, so if maybe any, 2011, maybe right. 2011. So if anybody's listening to this and you've got a big seminar coming up, I would love to talk with you. Or if you know of a speaking bureau, get in touch with me. Uh, the other thing that is a goal this year is I actually want to write a book. I've been Great. I've got a lot of people who want a book from me. They want to hear my story 
uh, from beginning to end, how I how I went from podcasting as a hobby to taking it into a full-time career. Uh, I'm currently working on recording that as an audio series that I'll be mm-hmm. selling, and I plan on hiring somebody to transcribe that audio series, and then I will have that transcription and then work it into a book and self-publish. So that's awesome. that's a goal in 2010. And and then of last year in 2009, I, I determined in January of 2009 that it was going to be the year of the community. That would be this this entire year has been the year of the community and it has been my main focus. And of course, it will continue to be a main focus of mine. But I, I succeeded in accomplishing what I wanted to do with the community that surrounds GSPN.TV and my business. And I love that. So just like 2009 was the the year of the community that was a main focus of mine this year 2000 or this next year 2010 is going to be the year of delegation. Nice. The year of delegation. It's where Cliff is finally going to let go of stuff. I am finally going I'm going to create processes and workflows and I'm going to 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 build things out and and show exactly how I want things done all the dis- different transactions I do. I want to I want to completely describe how all of those should be played out and then say, OK, which one of these steps in this transaction do I have to be a part of? And if I don't right. have to be a part of it, I want it delegated to somebody else. Right. And that's there's a few keys to that. And one is just survival. You can't you can't continue to grow in the way that you've grown Um in your own personal health and, and continue to give that level of service unless you create some systems. Number two, the service you give people will start to suffer. Yes. You know, so first your own personal health, I mean, literally like sleeping enough hours in yep. a day. And the second is that your, your ability to provide the service you've had in the past will begin to suffer. And so you see there you have a lose-lose situation. And I, I hope people understand this, that, you know, when Cliff doesn't, you know, turn on the Ustream camera, and you know, and he doesn't fire up the computers. Um, you know, there's no one else. Is, no one else is going to come in. There's no sub that's going to come do that. And the same is true in my business. And so for us to let go of things, it's not just because uh, you know we're we're control freaks. It's because that's the only way it's been done. So you literally have to learn a new way of doing business. You know, and that that's that's a challenge. And so it's I think it's going to be hard for you to do that, Cliff, because you really care about the quality of the things you put out but um, I think I also know that by the time it's done that you, you will have understood that there's no other way to really have a truly successful business without delegating some things out you know absolutely well uh, the huge benefit there there's a gentleman that he may be in our chat room right now his name is David and he's volunteered to help me post content on you know the the content that I produce I'll process it. I'll upload it to the web, and he's going to start taking over the task of taking that content and putting together the show notes and publishing that content on my WordPress pages. Wow! And that's something that I can train him and teach him how to do. I can show him the quality in which I want it. I want it done, and he right. says I would love to do that. And the reason why he wants to do that is because it's great training for him, and it oh helps. Him, it, yeah. it helps him in a tremendous way in seeing the decisions of why I do the things I do and how I do them. And, sure. and it's a learning experience. So he's offered to do that. And so there's value for him. There's value for me. And it's something that I don't have to be involved in. 
all, yeah. as long as I have the process where I say this is how I want it done because this is the quality I'm looking for, then all they have to do is follow the instructions and boom, it's done. It's no different than if I would have done it or they did it. It doesn't Absolutely. make a difference as long as it gets done. Yeah, and that's why that's why you're doing your your webinars online. I think you've got them booked out until February or March, right? Yeah, February, yeah. I'm doing yeah, six and, weeks. And, and that's a good example, Cliff, of, you know, do you have to sit down one-on-one with a person? No, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you blessed, you know, almost 20 people in my course that I had. Um, and, you know, pers- you know, built your brand and, you know, you couldn't, you could not have given that much value to that many people in a two-hour period unless you were part of a webinar or you had a product. And, and so it's, it's just learning that you can affect a lot more people through that medium. And, and that, that, that can be a really great way to, to build your brand on a, on a really healthy scale versus taking them one by one by one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, th- th- so that's exactly what I want to do is I want to delegate this out so that I can do more larger scale things. I can create products that, you know, instead of paying me $300 to teach you how sure. I do plus memberships behind the scenes, why don't I do a webinar where you pay a hundred bucks and you're there with 15 other people. And, yeah. and then I can also make that available later down the road and you can purchase that and download it as a downloadable product or I can mail it to you on a DVD. And, yeah. for, and, it's, and now you get all the same information, but you get it for one third of the cost. Sure. So. And, you know, and I actually just this last week, I was in touch with a local company that uh, sells branded jump drives. And it's pretty amazing that you, how, much, how inexpensive it can be to get a two or four gig jump drive and use that to send out to people. So you could have the GSPN logo on there and you send it out. It's got the, got the course on the jump drive because so many more people use those. Yeah. Um, and, and I think about that just for my own, and I'm, I'll be doing that this year. Uh, I'll be putting out some of my products on jump drives like that. And the reason being, it'll still have online access, but some people like to have a physical reminder of a product, you know. Yep. But also, you know, most people are going to use that jump drive again and again, you know. Yeah. Um, question for yeah. you just just off the top of my head um how much were those jump drives do you remember closely yeah you could get a four gig one uh with your three color logo for like 14 bucks each uh and that was loaded with the content so let's right. just say you were going to do a hundred of them um you know you could have all of your stuff loaded on there you know they preload them so you're going to get basically a hundred of your online course deliver it to your door at 14 bucks a pop with the GSPN logo or whatever else you want to put on there. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, you think about how much, you know, well, I could get, you know, them cheaper and I could create stickers and yeah, 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 you could do all those things, but you know, you sell two of those courses and you could pay for all those jump drives. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. So it's also something that I'm working on just to show added value to my participants. I do that a lot. And this is just sort of a business tip for those who are listening is I will hold back, um, value to people, meaning I know that I'm going to deliver some extra things to them when they take a class from me. Like with my class, I gave away probably $1,000 worth of stuff <laughs> uh, during the class um, to those 20 people that participated in my class. Right. And I didn't tell anybody I was going to do that every week. You know, I just gave away something every week. Uh, and sometimes I gave something to everybody. And the reason being is that it's just good to have a physical reminder of a class sometimes when it's when it's online like that. So, 
um, yeah, some, definitely something to look at. And I looked at one company. It's a local company, but there's, there's probably more out there. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So the so I told you about David, who's going to help me there, and I've got other people who volunteer to help me do things like Jeff Gentry. He's been my forum administration administrator forever. But I I did look into something I've been thinking about for for literally for two years. I've been thinking yeah. about this, uh, but I'm finally biting the bullet. I'm hiring a virtual assistant starting Monday. Oh. I, I'm doing it. I, I, for those who don't know what a virtual assistant is, it's basically somebody you hire. They're, they're actually contracted to you uh, or they're like a subcontractor. You can hire them for just one-off little jobs that you have or you can hire them on uh, with a contract. For example, I've got a very, uh, I've got a very good domestic, um, meaning somebody here locally in the States, uh, that um, for $19 an hour, I'm getting her for a minimum of five hours a week. So a total mm-hmm. of 20 hours a month. And that's, I, th- I can't remember. I'm not great at math. What is that? $380. Well, yeah. So yeah. Th- three less than 400. Yeah. Yep. So basically $380 a month, I'm getting 20 hours of somebody who is virtually an employee. Where mm-hmm. can you get that? You know, and so it, th- I, I'm excited about that. Um, and, and so those kind of things are, are really exciting to me is finding out how can I put these processes and then let her take care of things. And, and I just want to share one thing with a virtual assistant and is one of the things that somebody told me recently is when you create these for- workflows and processes so that you can train your vir- virtual assistant to take things off of your hands, for, start out with processes that are tied to income generation first mm. so that basically like for example there are two two main or actually there are three main sources of mm-hmm. of income generation that have a lot of transactional stuff equipment sales consulting calls and plus membership there you go so number one the very first thing i'm going to put her in charge of and and give workflows and help her take take have her take things off my off my hands is i'm going to create workflows on uh equipment sales so when it comes to placing orders uh making proposals following up on people who had said they were interested but i haven't heard from in three weeks um, mm-hmm. she's going to follow up on those. She's going to do all that. And just, I'm going to just barely be in that process. And I already know because I've been doing it for two years, I already know how much money is going to come in from that just by following up on those things and letting her take that. And so basically her doing all of that work is guaranteed to pay for all the time she does doing it and still then some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very real uh, experience with do things that pay yourself first, you know, make sure that she's paying for herself. Yes. And, and that might sound like a negative thing to some people, but you know, I, I, you know, McDonald's doesn't get paid by having really good play lands, right? They get paid by, by selling hamburgers, you know, and you want to make sure that whatever you're doing, you know, leads to sales, leads to sales, leads to sales. And when you add an expense, right? So I had the expense when I did my webinar series, of you know, it costs money to have that service every month. How much are well, you paying pay- for that, by the way? Uh, you, if you contract for the whole year, it's forty-five a month. If you do it month by month, it's fifty-five a month. You get up to a hundred people in there. Nice. So, um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of power that you can have uh, in delegating things if you make sure those things pay for themselves immediately, and that's 
that's why you have a virtual assistant, you know, and that's that's how you can really, uh, you know, you can your 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 influence, Cliff, and, and the influence of those who listen to us that are able to use a virtual assistant at some point um, can be multiplied, you know, just exponentially if uh, if you give them the right things to do, you know. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. So. I have one other thing. So basically my goal, 10,000 a month income to the business, speaking, getting on a speaking circuit, writing a book, um, virtual assistant, letting go of some of these other details whenever I can. Here's the other one. I want to develop an intern program for my business here locally. We have a college, Northern Kentucky University, mm-hmm. and they even have a, they have, even have a, a broadcasting major there. Hmm. And I want to go and find a young student who is interested in, uh, you know, a six-month internship where I will basically, um, for you know, hire them to come. Or basically, they'll come in. They'll be hired to work here as an intern for twenty hours a week. And during that twenty hours a week, they will get to learn the business of what I do. Wow. And there, of course, there's no, I don't have to pay for that. But what I do is I have to give them a lot. There needs to be the education that's involved in that and that they have. And of course, they'll be granted a a review, you know, a positive review, obviously, you know, a a recommendation and stuff of their work. And not to mention the fact that I'd like to build it out in such a way that it looks so good that, you know, I want somebody who who clearly has a passion that of course mm-hmm. their principles and values are in a line with what gspn.tv is but hopefully they'll have a passion that just all of a sudden just makes sense for them to have a quote unquote a podcast i'd bring them in as a co-host and we would mm-hmm. launch a podcast me and this co this intern and and basically you talk about look at the opportunity i could give to a young student and launch them into a new media uh brand sure. so, well and it's so i mean it's so and and I, I don't take this as like negative towards higher education, okay? Like I'm grateful I went to college. But seriously, how much can you learn in college about broadcasting unless you are broadcasting? Right. <laughs> you know? Uh you know, I, I can remember just the joke that it was. I have a degree in education. There's some really great things I learned, but there's other things that it's just I mean, you'd be sitting in a classroom with two other college students pretending to teach them. And I'm going, okay, how does this compare to having a high school classroom? It doesn't. So there's just certain things that you have to, you know, you have to have the real life experience. And that's, that's what you're going to provide them. Yep. Um, and that's, that's, that's an awesome thing, Cliff. I'm, I'm ex- that's awesome. It, it, I think it is an extremely awesome thing for them. And I think it, and it's an extremely awesome thing for me. I mean, tw- I, 20 hours a week of free work. I mean, it, I mean that obviously I'm giving them the value back. That's the important thing to me to, to make sure that people understand that, you know, I'm giving them what, you know, that I think is worth more than what I would actually pay them sure. for their time. So it's a, it's a win-win it and is. that's what all great relationships are, whether it's marriage or in business, you know, you want every relationship to be a win-win and, um, you know, they're going to, it's not all going to be daisies and roses, I'm sure, but, uh, it's, it's a great goal to have. And, um, you know, Cliff, just on a side note, this is why, Another reason, you know, a lot, a lot of people look at you and I and think we're sort of we're peers, and I think we are in a lot of ways. But you have been in your business for, uh, you know, three or four times as long as I have as a solopreneur, as a as a person that really 
doesn't want employees, so to speak, to where you are now needing employees. And so, uh, you know, I'm learning along with you, and I know you learned some things from me, and we're going to get to some of those things today. But this is just a good reminder, friends, of um, when I say friends, I mean our listeners in our community of why collaboration is so much more healthy yeah. than competition. Um, you know, Cliff, you could look at a lot of people as competition, uh, but you'd just be wasting a lot of energy. Yeah. You know, and, and missing out on a lot of opportunities, you know. So uh, it, uh, and I don't mean this in a cliched way at all, but I do believe it comes back to us. I mean, I mean that you're going to be able to bless that student, uh, whoever they are, um, you know, and, and you're going to get a lot out of that as well. So exactly. Win win. It, I'm, I'm so excited. So, th- so those are my goals for 2010. I think that I think they're lofty enough. You know, the income, this, you know, the speaking gigs, the book, yeah. and and for me, the big deal of of delegating and effectively managing, you know, the type of work that I I should not be personally involved in because this is all. And the end result here is to make sure that everything I did in 2009, the year of the community, doesn't get pushed aside. And more important than than anything else. That my health, my faith, and my family don't get pushed aside either. And mm-hmm. right now, all three of them are a little bit less out of focus than they should be. Sure. And and that's just a result of just how fast and quick certain things have boosted in our in my business in the right. past ninety days. Right. And, and Cliff, don't you have? And this this relates to Business Tech Weekly, and that we want our listeners to be successful in their business. But, um, you know, it, it's as, as you've started to grow in your business, you know, and you and I interact quite a few times a week, you know, I can see sort of the, if you're in a boat, if you're traveling forward in your business, I can see sort of the, I could see the water kind of coming in bit by bit by bit, you know, cause there's this flurry of activity. Uh, and unless you stop and sort of bail out some of the, you know, the extra water, you know, you're going to start to sink. And yep. so busy, busyness is not, not business, but busyness is not a sign of success. It's just not. It is not, it's not the perfect determiner of success. Uh, you know, fruitful family, fruitful relationships, and happy customers is a sign of success. And, and I think you're going to find all those things to be true. And I think that I'm going to find them to be true uh, in 2010 because we're refusing to let things creep in. That's why you create goals. Um, and what's funny, Cliff, is you said it's the year of delegation for you. Yep. And actually what I really think it is, is it's the year of community part two. And here's <laughs> why. Because you're delegating so that you can continue to have a community. Yes. Does that make sense? I mean, yes. th- what, what is non-negotiable in my business and in your business? It's the relationships I have with people. It's that every single person that follows me on Twitter, I send them a personal message and it's not, happy holidays, this is Andy. I say something about their background or I read some of their tweets and I say something because I'm trying to build relationships with people because I care, right? That will never go away. Right. I will delegate other things so that I can always answer emails. I can always answer Twitter messages, whatever it might be. And so, yes, it's the year of delegation because it's the year of community part two because you care enough and you understand that that's the non-negotiable in your business is the community. That's exactly right. What, and, and the reason why I have to dele- delegate is because I've noticed that my ability to keep up with my faith, my health, my family, and the community, I'm becoming less effective in those areas because of the great success I've had in other areas 
and there's a lot of things that I shouldn't have to be involved in, but I'm doing them all myself and, you know, getting up at five o'clock in the morning, stay up until, you know, right. one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, yeah. no, this can't stay. Ha- this can't continue to happen. Yeah, so that's exactly it, man. That's exactly it. I, I noticed you put build the tribe on there on your list of. Uh, yeah, I want to make that more measurable. But that's that's one thing that and, and, and I'll just be I'll be real vulnerable here as as a person that now has people coming to him and saying, Andy, you inspire me by what you're doing. I kind of look around and go, is there someone else named Andy standing behind me? You know, it, it's interesting because I have this tribe of people that are starting to care what I have to say and value my opinions and are asking for my thoughts and, and see me as an expert in things. And I am an expert in things and I do have good thoughts, but there's just that thing where you want to maintain your humility yep. and, and maintaining humility and having a tribe, those can be difficult things to happen yes. at the same time. So and when I say build the tribe is one of my goals, uh, for that, that does mean I want more people, but that's more just me telling myself, Andy, give yourself permission to have followers in the true sense of people that you're leading down a healthy path. Right. It's not an ego boost. It's not, I don't want to have 21,000 followers on Twitter. Like right. if I do, that's great, but I want it to grow the right way, which is, I means I never click on a link that says, get more followers, click here. I don't want to get followers that way. You know, um, I want to get followers by doing a great podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and you know, all the other ways that I, that I get followers. So my, my, my point is that I want to build a tribe but sometimes that can be difficult. You have to give yourself permission to do that. Um, and when you build a tribe, just like when you have kids, uh, they're your responsibility. Yes. You know, they're expecting things from you. And Cliff, your tribe, and, and this is not a knock on you because you've realized that very quickly is your tribe will suffer if you're on consulting calls for 18 hours a day. Th- that's exactly you it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. That's so, exactly yeah, it. I want to build my tribe you have a tribe that you want to continue to build and maintain. Um, and and all, all of that really comes down to, we want to have healthy relationships uh, with our savior, with our wife, with our uh, coworkers, you know, all those things. And, and you're, you need to do some delegation this year uh, to do that. And I need to, uh, you know, create some more passive income to do that um, so that I don't trade dollars for hours. And, uh, you know, I love, I love getting paid 150 bucks an hour. I really do. I mean, that's how much I charge and it's great when I do that. But at the end of the day, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I don't want to spend them all working as much as I love my work. Yeah. So, so, so check this out. So $10,000, uh, divided by 150, you know, that's 66 hours I have to work to, to bring in that 10,000. You know, and, and if you, you add all that up, trying now you 66 hours consulting, you figure you've got to figure that that's not all going to happen back to back. Well, I was going to say uh, how many, how that means like you stop and you go to the next hour. Exactly. I mean, in reality, 66, probably, you know, 85 or 90 by the time you get done with preparation. And, you know, it takes us 10 minutes to get on the call and we run over by 10 minutes and so on and so forth. Yep. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, and we'll talk about this maybe another episode, but how do you build a scalable community? You know, is, is, is Gary V is his community scalable? He's got 800 followers, 800,000 followers. And, you know, that's, and I think it is because he cares. He and does. And he recognizes just one person. He does. You know, so that people lower their expectations a little bit. But the other part of that is that he has not stopped giving them what they want and what they expect. And Cliff, that's what you're going to do. And that's why you're focusing on podcasting because that's what people want and that's what they expect from you. 
Right. And as long as you're doing that, then you're not sacrificing your community. Exactly. Well, hey, let's talk about some t- the some technology that you use in your business. Something that I admire, and as soon as I saw it, I'm like, "Duh, that makes complete sense." And boy, wouldn't that <laughs> wouldn't that radically change, you know, my the way that I can personally be more effective for each of my consulting clients. If I could, if I would do this one thing that Andy does, and if I were to use it and and tweak it and and do it with my own personal flair, with my own personal understanding and my own my own understanding of what I need to know about a client, right. how much more valuable would I be to that client? And before we yeah. talk about what this technology is, okay. I want to yeah. gi- I want to give you an an uh, I want to tell a story that okay. will demonstrate why I need to understand how to do this technology that you do. So here's okay. the story. I've been doing consulting. Actually, I've been doing consulting for podcasting for for well over two years. Because I, I back when I was doing podcasting as a hobby, I was still having people pay me to consult with them. But um, in the in the past two years that I've done consulting, all, every single time I've worked with somebody, it's always been, wow, Cliff, this has been amazing. I love working with you. This, Oh, my gosh, I got so much more than what I thought I would get. I will be honest with you. This week was the first time I've ever had a consulting call that turned out to be a complete and utter disaster halfway through. <laughs> It was a horrible experience. As a matter of fact, I have it recorded because I actually <laughs> at, the, at the beginning at the at the beginning of the call I says it, you know as a as an added value to you if you'd like I can record the audio of our call and yeah. and I can send it to you afterwards for you to listen to. I, obviously, I I will tell you right now I have not yet sent the audio of this <laughs> call to him. Hey, I, anybody want to hear a train wreck? I got it on. I, I have it, my on. friend. Well, let me tell you. Um, well, and by the way, I, the, the good news is that halfway through the call, I finally ended up saying, "Listen, this obviously isn't going well. You're obviously not interested in hearing anything that I have to say, and I just don't feel like I'm providing you any value." Right. I, I, and by the way, I don't usually ask people to pay in advance unless they're doing like multiple hours and they're sure. they're blocking out time. So he's he's a he was actually a normal hourly consult. But he went ahead and paid in advance. So halfway right. through the call, I said, "Listen, let let's go ahead and just stop here. I want I'm going to refund you your money. Right? And th- this this has gone terribly wrong. We're just not connecting here. I don't I don't know what's wrong, what's going on, but I I'm just not feeling it, and I don't think I'm giving you of any value. He goes, "No, Cliff, you don't understand. I want you to continue. I just don't care about what you're talking about right here. Move on. Let's move on to the list." And I'm like. Well, you don't understand. Everything I'm going to go through next all builds upon what right. I just shared. And you said you're not interested in this. He goes, but go through the list anyway. I want it. And it's went back yeah. and forth, back and forth. And yeah. it's like, and, and it was the very first time I ever had a consulting client where in advance, I didn't know what it was that he wanted out of the call. Mm. You know, it, 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 I've up until then, I always knew what it was they wanted. And this was the first time I ever had a call that went terribly wrong. Now, by the way, at the end of it, he says, now listen, Cliff, he goes, number one, he says, number one, you got to understand I'm a French man. Okay. I I come from France. I live here in the States and you got to understand this is my personality. 
I I have this issue with everybody I work with. I'm very <laughs> I'm very abrasive. I understand that. Don't take it personally. It's just me. Okay. Right. Number two, Cliff, you have to understand. Don't give me a refund. I got everything I wanted from you and more. And here okay. are the five things that I'm taking away from what you've given me tonight. And this is how I'm going to apply them. Now, it may be different than what you thought I should do, but this is what I, I found this to be quite valuable. And by the way, keep the money. And, and I, I want you to know I'm very satisfied with this call. I was shocked. <laughs> I'm like, what? You're like, because I was not. <laughs> I, yeah. Matter of fact, I, I, I go to his website and of course, I will never tell you who this was. Uh, right. And I'll never say it publicly, but if, if I were to send you to this website, there, it is the worst website I've ever seen in my life. It is the worst. It, it is the worst uh, everything. I, it is like, oh, no way. But he's happy with what he has and he's happy with the changes he's making. And they're completely out of line with everything I know to be true. But he's happy. But right. here's the thing. This would not have been the train wreck that it was had I used your technology. Do you want to tell people what we're going to talk about? Sure. Yeah. Well, what we're going to talk about is surveys. And, and that might sound like a really cheesy, simple solution. But um, the bottom line is Cliff made a big error in that he didn't have any filters in place other than money. Um, and, and money meaning, okay, if you're willing to pay me, I'll give you my service. And you know, there's two, well, there's, there's probably seven, but I'll give you two great things that you can get um, by doing surveys. And, and this is, this is it, you have to add it to your, your customer flow. And if you are a mechanic, if you are whatever you are, um, you know, this is what I help people do a lot is set up these surveys in such a way that you are going to get two things. You're going to get the right kind of person to be your client. You're going to know right away, this person is a fit for me. They're going to hear it from, from me. They are going to be so happy, ecstatic. They're going to want to pay me more. And there's, there's clients like that all over the place. Okay. And so when I'm helping people set up these surveys, I'm saying, okay, ask the questions that, that, that would help you find the perfect client or understand their motivations or whatever it might be, okay? So, um, you know, you, ha you have to jump in there and be willing to, to ask those hard questions. So, Cliff, one thing you could ask uh, of someone uh, and a real simple way of sort of measuring uh, would they be a good client is where do you already have a presence in social media? Or you could ask, a, you know, and then a follow-up question to that survey might be, the next one might be, uh, how effective do you think social media is in gaining more clients, right? And if they kind of go, ah, a two on a scale of one to 10, well, you might convert them, but they might just go, you know, social media is a complete waste of time and I have no interest in it. Well, Cliff, do you want to work with someone like that? No. Okay, no hesitation, no. And it's because it's fresh on your mind. Now, the problem is, friends, when we're building our business, if someone says, um, you know, if you have a survey and you say, okay, um, and you ask a clarifying question, and, and you, you know, you're kind of, well, it's, it, on a scale of 1 to 10, I want them to be closer to a 10, and there are 4. But you might start seeing those dollar symbols and going, okay, maybe I should still take them on. You have to resist that because yes. you will attract the people that you want to attract through those surveys. 
So you don't ask, you know, accusatory questions. You ask sort of softball questions, but you have to ask the questions that will bring in enough information that, number one, first and foremost, you qualify every single client. And now that, that sounds like a lot of work, right, Cliff? Wrong. Yeah. No. Okay? It's not because if they want to schedule an appointment, I'm just going to use Cliff as an example, okay? Cliff, if I'm going to do a, a consulting uh, deal with you, even if it's just for an hour, you could say, okay, and in Gmail, you have canned responses, so you could have a, a canned response, and all it is, you could type a little note, but in the canned response, it could say, here's a link to a survey, please complete before our hourly consult. And you're going to send them that link, it's going to send them to a, a Google tool that I teach people how to use, and it doesn't cost anything for the tool, but you know people hire me because I teach them how to use it the most effective way. But Cliff, I'm going to get that, I'm going to fill it out, and Cliff, you're going to get notified via email right away when that gets filled out. And so you can check it during the two times a day when you check your email. And you're going to know exactly everything you need to know from me before we even start. And so two things are going to happen. One, you're going to figure out if you want me as a client or not. And two, you're going to be able to serve me better as a client because you've gotten all this silly background information out of the way. And Cliff, one of our heroes, okay, probably our greatest mutual hero other than Jesus, <laughs> right. is Dan Miller. right? Yes. Yes. And I, I got to talk to Dan about this for about a half hour and it, and it was this whole conversation about surveys, and he will not talk to you as a client. He will not talk to you, consider you, you're not even on his radar until you've taken a survey. And some of his surveys are like eight pages long. Um, and so that's because he understands the power of surveys. And you can use them in hourly clients, and you can use them with huge clients as well. Um, so I use them when someone wants me to work on a website for them, when someone wants me to help them with a social media strategy, uh, someone wants to meet with me for an hourly consult, I'll send them a survey. And out of that, I didn't have to do anything. I send one email, uh, you know, and, and then I get all this really, really juicy information uh, with this free tool um, that it, it's, it's just really, really, and they make it, as with most things involved with Google, they've tweaked it over time. It's gotten better and better and better. But um, I just saved so much time, and I have dismissed or distanced myself from some clients because of the surveys. And here's the easiest ones to dismiss. Ready? Yep. They don't fill out the survey because that shows they don't want to do any work, right? And right. I'm about empowering people. Like, you're not going to work with me, Cliff, if you send me a survey about, okay, Andy, I say, Cliff, I want to hire you. I want to pay you $5,000 for that many hours and I want us to, to do a, a, I want you to help me start a podcast. Okay. All right. That's fine. And then you can send me a survey about what's the topic da, 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 and I never fill it out. And you remind me seven times, right? And I never fill it out. Now, how much follow through do you think we're going to have in the future? Not I mean, much. it's the easiest thing in the world. It's seven clicks of a button and it could be 30 clicks. It could be five clicks. But the point is it, it's a way to filter out is someone willing to put in the work. And some people might not care. They just want the dollars. That's fine. But, you know, that's when I help people set up surveys, um, I think it's one of the most helpful things that I do for people because, one, there's no ongoing cost. But, two, it really helps them do two amazing things, which is have better customers and to be better service providers. Does that make sense? Yes. So I talked for a long time there. but. No, that's, that's surveys. No, I that, love them. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And Brent Green is on our chat room, uh, a mutual friend of both of ours. And he's a career coach. And one of the things he says in here, he says, so true. We have clients that don't feel 
that don't fill out half the questions on the initial questionnaire in our career coaching process, and we choose not to work with them. And uh, so that's exactly it. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. And, and, and I have not used these. The, the thing is, is what I've done up to this point, and let me tell you where this is going to drastically change some things. Whenever somebody says, Cliff, I would like to hire you to consult with me about anything, I, sure. I usually say, okay, let's go ahead, click here, and let's go ahead and schedule a free 30-minute consult. Hmm. And yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've given 30 minutes of my time to somebody right. who has no interest in hiring me as a, as a, to consult with them. Really? Yeah. It, th- I've spent way too – now, the thing is, do, why do I continue – or why have I continued to give away three free 30-minute consults? Well, it's because I might give away a lot of those, but I sure have gained a lot of valuable clients. Right, but, right. But with the use of a survey, with with just saying, hey, I would love to to do that with you. In fact, here's a here's a link to a survey. If you'll just fill out these 10 questions, at the end of it, there'll be a link for you to schedule an appointment with me, a free 30-minute consult. Absolutely. And, and, and that's totally plausible because at the end of the survey, it pops up whatever you tell it to pop up. Yep. Uh, it could be a coupon code. Thank you for filling out the survey. So you can start to see the business, the business impl- you know, implications for this. If you want to ask people to do something, you could give them a – If once you fill this out and you hit submit, and you can make all the questions required so they have to fill them out or they can't go forward and get that code. But, but Cliff, you're doing a few things when you do that. And, and one of them, obviously, is you're seeing who's motivated and who's not motivated to work with you. But here's the thing. People always, you know, especially in coaching, and I do a lot with coaches, you know, I mean, being part of Dan Miller's network and the Free Agent Academy and Chuck Bowen and Justin Lucas Savage and all these other people that I, I run with do, do a lot of life and career and financial coaching. They, it's all about the 30-minute consultation, right? Yep. Wrong. Wrong. The 30, it should be called a 30-minute close. And here's why. Because you should do the survey is the consultation. Yes. The survey is however long it takes them to fill it out, and it'll actually take a lot less time than if you just have a conversation. Yes. And here's the thing. How much time did it take you, listen to the question, how much time did it take you, Cliff, for them to fill out the form? Oh, it didn't take Zero. me any time. Exactly, right? Yes. But how much value can you get by reading those 10 answers? Tons. You know? A ton, right? So you can save all these 30-minute consultations. And so either one or two things are going to happen. And I'm actually going out to Colorado in January um, to speak at a Free Agent Academy event, um, the, the, uh, that, that network I'm a part of with Dan Miller's son and Chuck Bowen. And I'm going to talk about this very thing. And so here's the thing I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about when you do that, your 30 minutes becomes a close because either you're not going to work with the person because you're not interested based on their answers or number two, you have everything you need, every piece of information you need in order to land them as a client. Right. And here's the other part. You might not even need the 30 minutes because you could get all that information, Cliff, and you could just say, that this sounds wonderful. I'm excited. Yep, let's, let's book the time and let's go forward. So you can pull out the 30-minute free of your schedule completely because the 30 minutes is what? It's to sell your service, right? And it's to get information from them. And a survey can do both of those things. So a survey question could be something to the effect of, you know, if it was someone who was interested in setting up their own podcast, right? You could have it say something to the effect of, and a lot of my client interactions, uh, you know, my clients are in need of podcasting uh, equipment. Is that something that you would need? If the answer is yes, please click which pieces of equipment you would need. 
microphone, mixing board, whatever, all those things, you know, digital video recorder, all those things, right? Or digital audio recorder, all those things. So what you've done is you've just communicated your, about what you give them as a service. So you don't have to explain it again, yep. right? And then in addition, you're going to know exactly what they need, yep. right? When, 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 when. I mean, yep. surveys are just amazing. And if you're not using them, it's not that you're not getting the information, right? It's just you're not using, you're not, you're not getting the information in the best way for you. And here's the last thing I'll say about, about the, the effectiveness of surveys. I think people are much more honest on a survey than when you talk to them live and in person. Right. I really, because it's, it's so much more anonymous, you know, uh, and you can give them parameters of how much is your budget on this? And I don't, I don't give them a blank. I say zero to 500, 501 to 1,000, 1,001 to whatever, and whatever the range might be. Uh, I, I'm going to get probably a much more real number than if they go, oh, I don't know, a couple hundred or, you know, whatever it might be. And again, it's a way I can qualify, but you can dictate so much of the client interaction um, and it saves both of you a lot of time. Andy, I got a question for you. We're, we're going to wrap up here in about four minutes. Sorry, That's fine. No, I, I'm glad you're passionate. And this, by the way, folks, for those of you who don't know this, Andy's business, his consulting and his products and services that he does, he teaches people how to use technology like these Google products for the service uh, for, for surveys. He can teach you how to generate these surveys. This is one of just one of the many things he does for businesses. If somebody's listening to our podcast, and they want to learn how to use these surveys to where it can be created for their clients that they can just point to it and then it sends that you know sends them the information in an email. Andy, how would they get that information from you? How can they hire you to teach them how to effectively yeah. set this stuff up? Well, the quickest way to go, and if you if you already heard my name already, andytrob.com, and there's there's going to be some links there. Uh, and, and Cliff, I'm right in the midst of. I'm actually going to take a week off starting start of the year, kind of a way, weird way to start the year. But I, I'm going to take the first week off to work on my business. And one of the things I'm going to be doing is re uh, reconfiguring or, or reformatting. Uh, I, I did a, an hour long tutorial on how to do these. So they don't have to hire me on the hourly rate. They can buy the product, which would be cheaper. And so if, if people want that product, it'll be ready by the second week of January. Will, um, will you be putting or, that out on your mailing list, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why my mailing list has been very quiet, as in dead silent, <laughs> because I'm, re, I'm redoing all this stuff. I'm taking a week off to just work on my business instead of in my business. And I'll be relaunching a lot of the products and redesigning pages and things like that. But if people go to andytribe.com, they can get a hold of me there um, and they can sign up from my mailing list there. It's very easy to find that. Um, but, but beyond that, you know, that, that's the, my, my main website, andytribe.com is my blog, but moreprofittechnology.com is my business website uh, where people can purchase products and things like that. So got a lot planned for 2010, so hope that doesn't overwhelm people. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm everywhere, so you can get a hold of me any way you want to get a hold of me, and I promise I'll give you a, a personal response. So. Absolutely. Well, friends, I encourage you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn how to do these surveys myself, and I'm looking forward to it. I know that they would work for me. I know they'll definitely change things. You don't want to miss next week's show, my friends. Andy, who do we got next week? We have Mitch Joel, and he is the author of Six Pixels of Separation, uh, a phenomenal book if you are if you even have a basic understanding or advanced understanding of social media of how you can use it in business and so he's just a perfect fit uh, for our for our, uh, our our show here 
and uh, he wrote a, he wrote a great book called Six Pixels of Separation. I think you've got a link to it, don't you, Cliff? Uh, gspn.tv uh, slash six pixels i think you yes that's right if you yeah. just go to gspn.tv slash six pixels the uh yeah. s-i-x pixels right and uh so he's going to be on to talk about uh, actually whatever we ask him about so that'll be uh january 7th uh interview and we're we're excited to have mitch on and, and are grateful that he's yet another big name that we've landed uh for for ceos he has his own company that, that helps businesses so excited to have him on cliff Excellent. I'm excited as well. Andy, it's been a huge blessing. And, you know, for for you, for myself, and for everybody listening to this podcast, I am praying that, Lord willing, we will all have an extremely pros- prosperous 2010. Amen. There you go. That's our prayer. Lord, hear it. <laughs> We're out of here. Until next time, everybody, we encourage you to uh, hit us up on Twitter twitter.com slash Andy Traub. That's A-N-D-Y-T-R-A-U-B. Andy Traub. I am actually twitter.com slash G-S-P-N. And of course, you can, again, I really want to encourage you to get on that mailing list for Andy over at andytraub.com. If you want to get on our mailing list, my mailing list, I'd encourage you to go to gspn.tv slash mailing list and get on that. I've got some big products coming up that I'm getting ready to announce uh, to my podcast answer man folks out there and uh, some some big things happened in 2010 man I think we're gonna hit these goals and we're going to we're gonna be doing great man let's hit them let's hit them by the end of June and then we'll have to come up with you know second second half of 2010 goals <laughs> exactly that'd be sweet anyway we're gonna do it man you all have a blessed celebration of the new year and uh, we'll be back in 2010 with much more business technology helping you become more profitable in your small to medium-sized business. God bless y'all. 